1: This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. It's that time again. Welcome back to another Afternoons with Mike. Heard daily here on the Shepherd Radio Network. On the line with me, normally he's in Central Florida, but today he is in South Dakota where the temperatures are much cooler. Welcome to Dr. Ben Rawl, welcome, my friend. Hey,
0: Mike. Merry Christmas! Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, it's so uh, great to have you again, man. And it's
0: always good to. It's always good, you know. We are in South Dakota, and it's great to visit visit family. But when you get off the plane, and it's I think it was negative thirty seven degrees wind chill. I, I had a moment where I thought, you know what, I want to just get back on the plane.
1: Was this? <laughs> a, yeah. Was this a great idea?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, did we pay for this? Is this on purpose? <laughs> No, it's been great. It's been great. I hope you had a good
1: one as well. We did. And uh, a lot a lot uh, cooler than normal, but not nearly that cold. And I'm glad uh, you're having a good time out there. There's more than one way to get warm. You, you've you been warm at <laughs> heart with your family, and that's wow, great. You know. uh, this is really an exciting week because we're leading up to a debut program that you're going to be doing on Saturdays at 1105 starting this coming week. So on the 31st, New Year's Eve, you're ringing in not only a new year, but a new program on the radio. And I know that you've been doing a podcast for a number of years, but yes. uh, this will be the first foray into uh, basically being on the air on radio. Mm-hmm. So we're excited about that.
0: Well, thank you. We're excited about We're really excited about it. Um, number one, just to be on uh, this station and for what this station stands for. Um, one of my, it's always been a matter of fact, I mean, that's really why the podcast initially had to start was there are not a lot of stations that are willing to have discussions around faith, around health, and especially uh, like we've talked about in the last couple of years, what everybody's kind of experienced, you know, through the COVID time. And so to find a place to bring a platform where we, we need to talk about health-related issues. And from my perspective, Mike, I think it's important that we see it through the lens of faith um, because there's, also a lot of, there's a lot of factors in that. So we're really excited about our program and we've been working a lot on the content, the guests, the just the style of the show. This might be uh, giving myself more credit than I deserve, Mike, but the vision of it would be almost something like maybe people or listeners are familiar with like a Dave Ramsey, how he talks about money.
1: Right mm-hmm. um, yeah,
0: to try to, to try to just deliver a message that's, well hey, what is what, what's a per, what's the perspective regarding our health and regarding healing and wellness and prevention uh, from a faith-based perspective? And so um, our podcast designed to heal, we've had that for like you said several years and have enjoyed a lot of great episodes and, and guests and growth through that. So we're really excited to be on the Shepherd.
1: Well, you know, it is really an amazing thing when you talk about health and and the changes that the past couple of years, uh, speaking of uh, health and thinking back the first time you were on my radio program Mm -hmm. with me, we talked back then about, um, well, it might have been the second time now that I think about it, because it was over the phone and it was during the lockdown. And Mm -hmm. I remember that you were the first person that I talked with and I talked to a lot of people on the air about the COVID scenario, about the vaccine that was being developed at that time. And you were the very first person that really drew some concerns and Really put out a flare about this vaccine, and I'm thinking, well, that was that's pretty gutsy. I, that that's uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were talking about how this is a gift from God, and mm. and, and uh, you were saying, uh, let's you know, w- let's dial down our expectations just a bit mm. here. And you were right because there's been a lot uh, that was said that uh, yeah. the vaccine would do that it did not deliver the way they said it would deliver from the standpoint of keeping people yeah. from getting COVID.
0: Yeah, you're right, Mike. I mean, I mean, there's a couple of things about that that I think are, are, are worthwhile to talk about, not because of a pat on the back that I was, uh, you know, some sort of uh, prophetic. I, that's not what happened. It's really uh, pretty simple. And the reason I think it maybe is worth talking about for a second is because i don't think that uh we're done with scenarios like this right i mean you can look biblically there's been plagues in the past and we're going to have more issues in the future so it's good to evaluate why did we miss certain things what can we learn from this and you know and yeah so you know here we here now even using the the covid vaccine as example uh now they would say it doesn't stop transmission it doesn't stop infection a matter of fact now recently we've even seen more people um getting covid that were vaccinated than versus weren't and Unfortunately, um, even people that are passing away are, are ones that have been vaccinated. And so, of course, these are not comfortable things to always talk about, but it's important for us to be informed. But here's what I would tell you. And this is what has come to light. And only because, uh, you know, Mike, this is why I think this show we're going to, you know, today's show, obviously being with you, but the show we're going to try to bring to your listeners is I want to this is what you know, I've been in in this kind of healthcare, I'm a chiropractor by profession. And so I've been in this, you know, a lot of times it's referred to as alternative healthcare. I don't love that title just because sometimes it makes it sound like it's, you know, uh, I don't know, out there. I mean, all I do is what I think most people do is I just want to be up to date on the science. I want to, but I do have a slant towards things natural, right? So I do, I always have, there's, there's going to be a bias in me, Mike, almost initially, which is going to, which is going to be like, Hey, um, it's probably, it seems, it's very unlikely outside of just a, um, how would I say this? Just like a, a real, you know, uh, not happenstance, but almost luck, you know, that this, that this thing would have, this vaccine would have went well. It was the first time we'd ever used that type, type of technology in humans. All the studies we'd ever done in the past had shown exactly what it ended up showing, where it actually causes, um, a re- kind of a, a negatively affects the immune systems. In the studies themselves, which I read, like their first release, they didn't even study it for reduction in transmission or infection. So I wasn't, I wasn't like that smart. I just had read those studies and I had concerns and I've got people that I, you know, follow and listen to and friends and colleagues. And so that natural skepticism, which I think is a, a, a skepticism, Mike, that's important for us to have. Yeah. As, as people, you know, I mean, I don't. Again, whether you choose to do that, not choose it. I'm a, a firm believer in, in medical freedom of choice. My point would be, you would want that to be informed medical freedom. If if we've learned anything over these last few years, I think there's a we've. I mean, the, the erosion in trust of our federal agencies, CDC's, NIH, you know, FDA's, has is at an all time low. Um, pharmaceuticals, all time low. Uh, Our government, unfortunately, at an all-time low. And so, you know, it's really um, heartbreaking. So you almost have to be your own, not almost, you really have to be your own advocate, your own. And that's, I mean, again, I I feel like we're doing a a commercial for the show here today, but that's what this show is designed to do, is to say, hey, for you guys that are listening, let me help equip you, let me do some of the heavy lifting, let me do some curating of some of the information, bring you what I, you know, what I'm seeing from a perspective. Now, Mike, I'm going to, let me say this, though. I also think, and this is important, as believers, um, you know, who understand that there is a God and that He created us and He created us in His likeness and image, and He has a, a wisdom that is surpasses all of our wisdom. There's a perspective that we need to be that we that I think we need to be extra aware of as we navigate these challenging situations, right? And I don't know if this is a good example, and I get your get your feedback on it, Mike, but you know. Um, you and I, you know, we've lost people in our life over the years that we love and you know, maybe a grandparent or something sure. like that. And, yeah. you know, I'm thinking of my grandma right now and I lost a few years ago and just a sweet, sweet woman and, and a big part of my life and faith and I'm about 83 years old and um, she was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer and it was all over her body, it metastasized and I just remember talking with her and she was like, she was at such peace. And she didn't want it. She didn't. She chose to do no treatment. She just kind of walked it out. She had a great life. She couldn't meet, you know. And I say this because for some people, that that news, and I'm not making light of that news for a second. I simply mean we really ought to have a different perspective. I saw so many people all over the world living in such fear, Mike, that that concerned me as much as the virus.
1: Yeah, right. I agree. And,
0: and yeah, so I don't know your thoughts
1: on that or your take, but no, I agree completely. You know, I lost my mom this year. She lived mm-hmm. uh, to be ninety three, and mm-hmm. in May she died on May fourth. And I remember thinking at that point, because uh, unlike what happened with your grandmother, you know, she's had medical issues for sure, but uh, up until a week before she died, there was uh, there was nothing that we knew about uh, imminent that in her health so Ooh. this one uh with for her came on very quickly and you know she thought she was going to live to be 100 we thought she Ooh. was too <laughs> you know Ooh. she was Ooh. doing great until she wasn't and, and so i i think the way that we need to look at this is like you said it, it, we need to have an informed view and i think that what was so shocking about this whole uh, thing that happened in 2020 was that it? it's really peeled back the onion, so to speak. And we yeah. see these layers of what we can and can't expect, what we... Might want to have, as one of my pastor friends would say, a gift of suspicion. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> he claims yeah, he like claims that. to yeah. have a spiritual gift of suspicion, <laughs> and I think that's well, funny. Well,
0: well, well we, we would also call it discernment, right? I yes, think that's an, an
1: appropriate word.
0: Which is, we're trying to figure out and navigate this. You know, Mike, not to interrupt you, but there's, and I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it was very high. I think it was in like this, the eighties. It could have even been higher. Where. um 80% and forgive my listeners, if I'm not exactly right on this, uh, we're taping here uh, early in the morning. Um, <laughs> but I think it was, I think it was upper eighties of people that had passed away, what they called of, of COVID. Um, and it, they, they had an average of like three underlying health conditions, yeah. things such as high blood pressure, things such as diabetes, things such as, cancer, these types of things, the reason I bring this up, and this is, again, why I think hopefully this show, your show and others, our show will be so helpful, is let's listen. There's not a lot we can do about viruses. There's trillions of viruses, Mike. We breathe them every day. They get in our bodies. They get in our mouths. We breathe them. We sneeze them. We eat them. They're in our bodies. I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I literally say there's trillions of viruses. Yet, um, you know, we most of the time do fine. Thank God. The immune system that God gave us but we can do a lot about those what are called diseases of lifestyle right those things that are lifestyle so hey if there's a way that i can i might not be able to modify much my exposure to a virus but i can certainly help you know i can i do control what i eat i do control if i move my body i do control you know uh, my mental health in many ways things like that and so though i i don't want a person to feel like they're a hapless victim right that they just nothing i can do except just hope i don't get sick i think that is a uh i don't think that is an i think that is a, a pretty um you know passive way uh, and i don't you know i think about it from a salvation standpoint right he tells us literally um work out your salvation and i think man I've, I've always been fascinated by that statement right because mm-hmm. you think about salvation a little bit more and just like hey you know. Uh, you know, you're, you're saved. And it's like, you know, aren't we? And then I think anybody that's been on, you know, this side of, of salvation for a while, you realize actually, wow, that was a, that is a telling statement, right? Cause that is, that explains my walk. I don't know about you, uh, but that <laughs> certainly explains my, <laughs> it's been a lot more work since I got saved than it has been before. But uh, and I don't know what you think about that. But.
1: Well, you know, this whole thing about uh, the, the marriage between what is our role and what, Ooh. what we are to do with, With what God did for us. We all know that from theology, what you're saying is is so true that we cannot earn our salvation. We cannot make that happen. God came for us. Thank God that he did. But yet at the same time, that does not free us to live a life where we just take no responsibility or stewardship over our lives at all. And I think if you swing one way or the other on that pendulum, you're going to be in trouble. If if you think that you know, it's the like the old song that Doris Day saying years ago, case or whatever will be will be well th- there's there are things that we'll find out just as you look at money for example people who are savers people who mm-hmm. are getting ready for retirement versus those that just uh, lived hand to mouth their entire life will find out at the end that they might should have paid a little attention to this mm-hmm. thing called saving and retirement accounts and things like that so it does make a difference and uh, as another friend, a doctor once said, we may not change the amount of days that we have, mm. but we certainly can change health-wise the quality of our life while we're living. And, my, and that responsibility my, falls to us, doesn't it? I
0: think that is one of my, you know, your friend that said that, and I, I feel like I've said some version of that um, many times. And I think that is a excellent, excellent point and and here's why I think it's so important because I am I do land on this the side that would say he knows our days right our days are numbered um he knows the hairs on our head he he, he is that kind of god of details so I'm not really oftentimes and I tell people this my my, my debate with a person or my um you know um, because and I want to this is I'm glad you brought this up because um we all know people that have Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways and we're kind of a morbid conversation here. We'll get to some good, good, good (laughs) stuff. But like, I mean, you know, there's people that, you know, obviously this cold winter storm that we're through, there's been people that have died in car accidents. There's people that die on, you know, all sorts of different ways. Right. And then there's certainly those things that happen to our health that we, um, we played a role in through lifestyle and things like that. So my point is this is if you're going to um, you know, I love the idea. Listen, I'm not going to try to tell somebody, hey, you need to eat this and do this so you don't get cancer or you need to do this and do this so you don't get cardiovascular disease so you can live longer. That's kind of thing. I say, listen, I don't want to have that debate. I don't think that's um, I don't think that's the right lens. I think it's what you said, which is, listen, I don't know how many days I have. And what I mean by that is not just heart disease or cancer or COVID. I mean, I don't know if I'd get run over by a truck tomorrow.
1: That's right. Right. Yeah, we don't and know.
0: So, yeah, so I don't know how I leave this planet. I just mean whatever amount of, of, of you know, whatever. You know, I, I was thinking about the book of James when it starts talking about, you know, the responsibilities that we have. Obviously, James being the brother of Jesus, like he had, we should probably listen to him. And he was very adamant about that, right, that we take responsibility for those things that we can. And when it comes to our health, when it comes to stewardship, when it comes to caring for our body, which God created for us, we do have a responsibility, and again, please, if you're listening to this, if you're new to, to hearing from me, um, I, I don't ever want this to come across as, as shaming or condemning, right, Mike? That's right. Um, this, this isn't this isn't the angle of this. I think it's um, it should be inspiring and empowering to know that the choices that we make on a daily basis, they don't control everything, but they do have influence, and it does matter. And so it is important, and I and I am concerned that some people um, during these last couple of years—I know we keep referencing that—but I just think it's important we talk about it because we do need to figure out how we're going to walk out of this. Um, we do. Some of us lost—I'm um, using air quotes here—you know—some of us lost some faith over these last couple of years. Some of us got challenged in, in in areas of our life that we didn't realize we 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 needed to right. Whether it was our addictions to certain things in life, our comfort, our, um, our fear of death, even, I don't know, you know, there's a whole spectrum there that things got exposed. Uh, our churches got exposed. I mean, there mm-hmm. was a you know, lot, lots of stuff here. And so let's learn from it. Let's not just, you know, like if, if, if all of a sudden maybe this is the first time you ever realized, um, you know, that, Hey, my overall health is going to affect if I survive, you know, the flu or cold or COVID, then I might need to look at my overall health. I had a woman the other day in the office and I was going through her paperwork and she lost, um, she goes, Hey, I want to tell you, I've lost like a hundred pounds. And I said, wow, that's awesome. I said, what, what happened or what's up? And she goes, well, when I first heard that people that were overweight, didn't do as well with COVID, I said, I better get serious. And I said, man, I wish I could have heard this story more often, right? Where we take action with information.
1: Yeah, it's not uh, just yeah. uh, taking that news as bad news, uh, yeah. but taking that news as impetus uh, to a change, and that you're going to be different. Hey, we're up against a break. My guest is Dr. Ben Rawl, who is beginning a new program this Saturday at 11:05 called "Designed to Heal." We'll be back with Ben in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs with over 40 years' experience. Back on the line with me is Dr. Ben Rawl. Have you uh, just joined in, he's going to be beginning a new program on the Shepherd this coming Saturday morning, and every Saturday morning at 11:05, it's going to be designed to heal. Uh, Dr. Rawl is a chiropractor in the Central Florida area, but his interest and his medical knowledge would even uh, transcend beyond just that one science into just a real desire to do what I think we all need to do, and that is to be a a good steward over this wonderful Mm -hmm. gift of life that God has given us. And again, it's so easy, isn't it, Ben, to think about uh, life and uh, to kind of get caught up in the day-to-day and the worries and and the, one of the things that happens to us is that the habits that we need to have in our life to keep us healthy, they just go right out the window. They, they go way down that list of priorities. And when, when that happens after a while, it, it, it starts to catch up with us, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, you, yeah, you're right. It's funny. And you brought, you use the word habit. And and I I think so many times, you know, we, we often think about, you know, I, I need good habits, right? I I, I want to get you know, especially this time of year with New Year's resolutions and such. Um, and we forget that a lot of the things in our lives that are, and I don't mean just the obvious stuff, maybe you're a smoker, maybe things like that. We know those are quote bad habits, but a lot of these habits are a little more insidious, Mike. They're a little more like slippery, right? Uh, you know, you it's like, how did I ever, you know, I mean, I'm, maybe I've become very sedentary. I'm not really, my, my, my lifestyle uh, doesn't involve me working as much, or sorry, moving my body. You saw a lot of that during, um, you know, where a lot of jobs have changed to remote. Uh, people aren't getting in their cars, they're not driving, they're not seeing their friends, they're not going around it. So these things that have just kind of subtly changed, but now you're seeing after a couple of, uh, you know, uh, years of s- different changes, we're seeing some of the Im- Im- ramifications of that. Matter of fact, I want to share a study that I think, I think it's fascinating. Uh, your listen- the listeners might as well. So this is a, a study they did in NASA, and I hopefully this will encourage you. So they took astronauts or astronauts-to-be, and, like, they, they, they had them put glasses on, and these glasses flipped everything upside down and backwards.
1: Wow. Okay, so,
0: yeah, I know, right? I mean, it makes me get dizzy thinking about it. So they would wear these glasses, and then everything flipped upside down and backwards. And so just what you would suspect, it was very difficult. Like, it, it made them dizzy. It made them get uh, high blood pressures or headaches, migraines, I mean, the whole thing. And they weren't allowed to take them off. They had to wear them round the clock.
1: Oh, my word.
0: Yeah, and they were trying to see how the body would adapt. So this is the fascinating part. After about starting on around the 21st day, for some of the participants in the study, all of a sudden, like like a light switch, the brain essentially kind of rewires itself, reconfigures, and all of a sudden, now everything flipped right side up, and it was normal. So the brain, and some of the listeners, you maybe have heard this, right, the fancy term for it is neuroplasticity, meaning even though, yes, our brain cells, even though science is saying that there is some regeneration neurologically, uh, it's different than different cells in our body, but certainly the the brain is able to rewire, if you will, make new pathways. Yes. So this was really fascinating. And then so between the 21st and the 28th day, and by the end of the 28th day, everybody's had flipped upside down and now they were able to wear glasses that turned everything upside down and backwards. But now their brain had rewired and normalized it and figured a way to, to see that their blood pressure dropped back to normal, the dizziness went away, so on and so forth. Here's the other part of the study. They took people at like the 20th day, the 18th day and they would let them, some of them, and they would let them take their glasses off for like an hour. Okay. And, essentially Mike, that reset the clock meaning if they took the glasses off for an hour and then they put them back on the 21 day the 28 day clock started over Uh huh. okay meaning so this is what i my point in something like this as you're maybe looking at your life and you're saying man this is the year right i gotta get in the gym i gotta change some habits i've gotta you know get in the word it doesn't matter whatever the habit is it works both ways good and bad um thinking to yourself minimally, you know, it's that 21 to 28 days. And there's a lot of studies on this, but you want so here's what can happen. If, if in the midst of that, you miss a day or two and I'm, listen, I'm all about grace and I don't need, Hey, don't, don't, don't worry about it. And it doesn't matter. I just want you to be aware that you might've shot yourself in the foot there a little bit and, and you might have to restart. And the reason I'm bringing this up, Mike, is because I don't want you to come to the wrong conclusion. I don't want you to think, oh, I guess I can never get results. Oh, I guess I can never lose weight or kick this habit or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Tr- really, I want to give you a frame of reference, you know, that 21 to 28 days where, hey, because yeah, if you haven't worked out in a long time and you go hit the gym on January 1st or January 2nd and your knees get sore and your back gets a little tight and, you, you know you, you know, sometimes I joke around, if you didn't know any better, you think exercise is bad for you. Right. If you haven't done it for a while, (laughs) you wake up and you go, it's trying to kill me. Okay. Um, So just keep your, give yourself some grace, but also equip yourself with some reality, some wisdom that making lifestyle changes takes some time for them to develop. That was the word that triggered me, Mike, when you said habits. Right. Yeah. As we're rebuilding
1: those. I, I just uh, can't imagine what it's like to get your brain rewiring itself. And then you take those glasses off. I wonder if it you have to go through to get back to normal again. I wondered what in that study they found, how long it took for things to resolve themselves back normally without that kind of a, a glass. Yeah, on.
0: that's interesting. I don't you know what I don't. It, it, it's funny, though. It, it makes me does. it doesn't think why is it so easy? To get bad, ha- <laughs> yeah. To get bad habits, right? You know, we have no problem with that. It seems like
1: yeah, you're so right, and I think that that whole illustration is so helpful because we do underestimate at times our body's abilities, and that's something that I think a lot of people d- did not remember during the whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. We we heard about this thing about uh, herd immunity. That was a term I, I don't know that I ever heard that term before COVID, but this whole thing that it takes a while for our culture, for our society, uh, not culture in the sense of uh, sociologically speaking, but I'm talking about where we live, all of the people around us. It takes a while for a community to kind of get in this this mode of uh, a virus that passes through. People are going to catch it. They're going to get it. If they do get it, they're going to get over it. Most of the time, that's the way we grew up thinking. But this, this whole thing brought along with it, this whole experience with COVID, you mentioned earlier fear. It brought this spirit of fear, I believe, over people, and I've had a numerous conversations with folks that talked about how that that fear was the driving factor in people being willing to lay down even personal rights, personal privacy, uh, even constitutional rights. We yeah. were willing very quickly to submit to that fear, and, and that's now we're paying the price for that.
0: If I, yeah, I don't and I'm going to I'm going to butcher the quote, but I think it's one of our founding fathers, somebody that said, you know, a person that's willing to give up, you know, some of their freedoms for a little bit of security deserves deserves neither. Yeah. Right. Um, it's some version of that. And, and Mike, you know, you you you're, this is a really important point. It's part of the reason that our our show, our program is called Design to Heal. I've shared this story uh, many times. I'll share it here briefly. When I was in chiropractic school, one of the things that you do, um, and they still do this, uh, any kind of med school, you do, you work on autopsy, right? You, I mean, you, you know, cadavers, okay? Uh, people yeah. that have donated their bodies to science. Uh, and what an honor and a privilege to be able to do that. And. Um, The way it works, uh, you get given, uh, there's this huge anatomy lab and there's several, you know, bodies in there and and you basically get put to one of them. And then that's the one you work with for about a year, year and a half. And um, you start, they're just, you know, uh, they're just, they just passed away kind of a thing. And they're, they're preserved a little bit. And then you go through every body system, every organ, every layer, every tissue, the whole thing. And I remember the day that we essentially, when we kind of opened up the body and I saw, and like, I remember this clear as day. It was really a a life changing moment for me when I saw just the intricacy of the design, right? I mean, You know, you've all seen, we all see pictures of it and we've all seen, you know, I remember maybe biology class or something like that in high school, or maybe some of you listening have more extensive training. This was for me the first time I'd ever actually seen a, you know, a a real version of that. And when I saw just how the lungs sit right next to the, you know, stomach, right next to the diaphragm and all the arteries and veins and nerves and muscles, and I just had this overwhelming Like shift in perspective. And I said this to myself that day, I said, Oh, my gosh. Okay, the job of a doctor isn't to figure this thing out. The job of the doctor is to help us take care of this. The the hard work's already been done, right? I mean, this thing is incredibly, you know, created beautifully, more, more masterful than we ever could. Our job is to, you know, one of the definitions of doctor is teacher, you know. So let us spend our time not trying to figure out, if you will, but working with this body that God gave us. And so that has been my perspective for so long. The reason I bring that up, Mike, I if if if, if our faith is eroded in the power that God put in our bodies and how He created this in His likeness and image, um, if if we don't really have a lot of faith in that, Mike, then you're right we're going to get and i'm just going to use this word we're going to get you know again if we're watching you know a tv all day long that's telling us how 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 sick we are and how you know, scary it is and how, you know, dangerous the world is and all this kind of stuff. There's no doubt that is going to affect your perspective. We saw this. I mean, everybody said we still people, we still see people walking around, right. With, you know, double masks on their face right. alone, alone in their car. And I've had, um, on my episodes, if you know, those of you that are listening, um, you know, we'll do great shows on here. Um, on my, uh, you know, my podcast list, we've got, you know, years of shows I've had leading psychiatrists on here and and psychologists and other doctors and medical doctors and vaccinologists. I've had everybody on. And um, like one of them is a psychiatrist in LA. And he says most of his job now is trying to help people break through the fear, right? You know, they're coming to his office, you know, wearing gloves and triple mask. And he's like, you know, there's no, this isn't, this is, you know, to him, it's a sign of a mental health problem, Mike. I mean, that's literally what he says. And so when I, I, my point on this is part of my job is to remind you of the power and the goodness, if you will, of God and his creation for you. And the more of that you have, my premise, Mike, is then the fear of the rest goes away. Right. I'm, thought, I'm thinking of Paul, right? When he's like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, right? But he's like, I mean, what are you going to do? Kill me? That's all you got? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I mean, and again, I, I'm not making light of anybody's uh, life or health or, or, or passing away. But again, like we talked about earlier with your mother and with my grandmother, the perspective that we need to have as a body of believers is different than a than a than a scared secular world, in my opinion.
1: I agree. You know, when you think about the jump between just being careful in a sensible way, and yeah. and you know, it, it can. I think we are seeing a lot of people who now they have not been able to discern the difference between that kind of carefulness. And you know, going the extreme way of trying to protect yourself from every little uh, impurity that there is in the world, and we all know that that is just completely impossible. We can't live this way, we can't, we can't, we're existing. I don't call it living it, it, if that's all that we have, we're just basically existing. And I know God wants so much more for us, and, and it's a shocking to see how quickly it got to that level, but it also shows the power of what can happen if people if they have their eyes on the wrong thing or if we forget if we say we're listening to the science and i know you hear this and you've got to go crazy and with your yeah. uh, studies that you've done and they say well we just are listening to the science and you go no you're not <laughs> you're right. you're creating well. a whole new mindset and and yeah. that's that's what's happening today it just drives what, me crazy what?
0: Like, I mean, you bring up an interesting point, and, and not that this is always about uh, a debating a brother or sister or a friend or a family member, but let's 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 use that as a reminder and a way to move forward. When we said, I'm just following the science, what I think people, if, if, if you're still kind of listening and, and to things out there in the world, what I think you maybe became aware of and learned is, well, science is done by, by, by man. Right, uh, and it's never perfect, it's always, in a sense, changing. That's that's the point of, of science, but science is not a god, right? And there's actually a lot of talk, Mike, of, of people that are literally we've almost turned science into a religion that's okay? right and, and and that's a real concern and i'm, I'm not anti-science by any means come on um, i what i'm referencing is we do need to keep a proper perspective um, i'm going to use a, i'm going to use a metaphor here and it's a, it's a fairly strong one mike so i don't know uh, for the listeners but um one of the you know we we we, we have to again as believers we have to look at um, you and I, and you and I, I, believe, talked about this in a previous episode, Mike, where um, certain, some of the vaccines, even the COVID vaccines, in the process of making them, they use uh, bordered fetal tissue cells. Right. Okay. Now, uh, uh, for many believers, they're going to look at that and have a serious problem with that, right? And it's going to make it a non-negotiable for them. It's going to make it say, you know what, I'm not going to participate in that, right? Um, That's not okay with me. And so the reason I bring this up is we have to have uh, um, we need to know a little bit more than just, well, there was a study that showed this. I mean, because because God is bigger than a study. He's bigger than today's science. I mean, you don't have to look that far in history. I mean, Mike, another you know horrible example. But in the in the Nazi Germany times, the justifications that they used to do what they did were almost many of them were quote scientific. Yes. Okay. Um, That's true. So I'm saying this to the listeners, not again to go, whoa, 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 I'm saying it because there's going to be another something, right? Whether it's in a day, a week, a month, or 10 years from now. And so when that comes down the pipeline, I want you to be prepared to say, you know what? I'm gonna have discernment, some wisdom, or uh, as your pastor friend says, a healthy suspicion, let me get some more information before i just throw everything out right um and just go well you know somebody said this and i think we've all learned that uh things aren't always as they appear
1: that's right my guest today is dr ben Rawl, and he always brings a very informed and i think helpful analysis to what's going on in the world of science and in, in the world of health and uh, he is going to be doing this on a regular basis here on The Shepherd starting this coming Saturday morning at 1105. It is designed to heal a 55-minute program each and every week. So we're excited to have Dr. Rawl with us. He is my guest today. We're going to be back for one more segment on this uh, midweek between Christmas and New Year's. Hope that you've had a wonderful time with family and more to come this weekend. And we will be right back in just a moment. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. It's my honor to have Dr. Ben Rawl from uh, the Central Florida area, although today he's out visiting family in South Dakota in the cold, cold upper Midwest, as they would say out there. It seems far west to me, but uh, that's where they are. And uh, boy, it's really great to have you on. I am so excited about this program. And I know that you do this program with another mutual friend, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jeff McLaughlin from uh, yes. He is a counselor, and he's a podcaster, and just does a great job uh, based out of First Baptist in Orlando. And, and Jeff has been on my program a couple of times as well. You guys mm-hmm. make for a dynamic duo, my friend.
0: Well, you know, it's funny, and, and, I, and I was thinking about this uh, during break, Mike, which is, and I want to say this to our listeners, um, and Jeff plays the role, and he identifies himself as the average Jeff on many of the episodes, right? And he kind of, he plays that role of, well, you know, what's, you know, he asks, he's kind of, I don't love the term devil's advocate, right? But he'll ask me, hey, well, what about this? Or I heard this, or, but this says this, and we just talk through it. And, you know, that is something that has been uh, seemingly difficult. I, I think anybody listening to this, no matter what side of, of many issues you're on, you know, it's almost like healthy dialogue or disagreements are almost Um, you know illegal nowadays right I mean there's so much contention and so me and Jeff are of course great friends but and that allows us to have those conversations but here's what I wanted to say if you're listening to this um, and you might be challenged by some of the things that you're hearing from me um, listen that's okay like this isn't this is that's the point of shows like this, is different perspectives, and we can all learn from each other, and, and, and especially if our heart is, is, is you know to share. So I even was thinking about that. If you listen to our program and you say, hey, man, I, this is a topic I'd really like to hear about, or there's a guest that I think might be great that I've learned a lot from, or hey, here's an entirely different perspective, Dr. Ben, that... I think maybe disagrees with, with what you said. Awesome. Right. We'll be making ways for you to, um, you know, provide that with us. We're looking to do some call-in shows. Um, There'll be email options so you can send in your questions, send in your feedback. Listen, I don't think I've ever done a show in the years I've done a show, um, you know, and and had everybody agree with everything that I've said. And that is okay. When I deal with, when I work with patients on a weekly basis, I've been doing this for almost 20 years. I've seen about 15,000 patients. I mean, I look at that relationship I have with patients and it's, it's teamwork, right? They don't have to, I'm not the boss. I'm not the boss of their health. They are. So my job is just to help, you know, we we're a team. So as you, as we're listening to this and we're, we're learning, just be open to some new information. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I think everybody wins at that point. So I just wanted to kind of say that not as a disclaimer, Mike, but just, you know, I hope everybody understands what we're, what, what, what we're trying to, what I'm trying to do here. Right.
1: Well, it's a good time to go ahead and give us your website for Ooh. people to be checking this out. What would that be?
0: So the, a couple of things, um, well the, the, <laughs> put me on the spot there. We have our clinic, which is achievewellness.clinic. We do have a clinic here in Central Florida. We see patients. Um, I love my community. I love serving my community. Um, we actually, and I'll be talking about this on one of our upcoming episodes, we have also created a virtual program um, that people can engage in, and, and you'll learn more about that called um, AW365, and that's a daily Uh, you know, health tips and fitness and nutrition that's, uh, you know, available to people all over the world. And then um, we also have a designed to heal podcast. And that is on Instagram. Now, I have to tell you, I am not a social media guy. I don't know a lot about it. My team is what helps run that. But if you're listening to this, and you're into instagram we are out there as designed to heal podcast which will include this show mm-hmm. um and then i know we're going to be uploading these shows on the web on your web on the shepherd right mike so there'll be a, yeah uh, you know they'll be available there too so that's the best way and, and then um you know our our website they'll have ways to engage with us and to ask questions and give us feedback so we're super excited about that
1: well i'm excited about it as well and this is going to be a weekly program that starts this coming saturday that would be december 31st New Year's Eve kicking off a new show. And you know, the timing on this is perfect because almost everybody that I know of will begin the new year if we don't necessarily keep up with our intentions, but we begin the new year with a desire to live more healthily, to invest more wisely to just kind of be more aware of things as we should be. That whole uh, New Year's resolution thing is pretty much commonplace across the board. This is indeed a good time to take our health a little bit more seriously than what we've done before. And you said something earlier about uh, uh, mental health and its role uh, in this whole uh, aspect, and I think mm. we are seeing, aren't we? We are seeing that more people have phobias, fears, uh, mm. things that affect their mental health uh, in a way than maybe ever in our lifetime that are going on right now. There's a lot out there for a lot of people in their mind. There's a lot out there to be afraid of, and it's overwhelming. And what's so sad is to see the the level of suicide. Mm. Uh, it, it's increasing at alarming rates in. Areas in demographics where it never was that bad before, but yeah. because of what's going on in life today, uh, people are taking that wrongly, and it's affecting mental health.
0: You know, so there's a couple things about. You're exactly right, and we've got to, we've got to, we've got to wake up to this. One matter of fact, one of the. Uh, people I mentioned earlier who's a, like I said, he's a psychiatrist and he has said, um, we, he's identified it and he actually wrote a book on it. It's a great book if you're interested in reading it by Mark McDonald and it's called Ad- uh, Addiction to Fear. It's about this addiction to fear and it's what you said, Mike. And what you would have to know about this as a listener is if you have fallen into that, there are powers that be that it really, it's really beneficial to them if they can keep you addicted to fear, mm. right? Because we're more controllable, if you will, during that. We're just more, we're going to respond because we're, we're in a fear position. We're going to, we often will do irrational things when we're in a state of fear, and so, and I'm not saying everything is a conspiracy. I'm just, you need to know this about yourself so you can realize, hey, if I am getting into a place of irrational, you guys, we all know this. There's people that are afraid to, you know, I remember my sister got in a car accident. And uh, after she was in a car accident, um, the nature of that accident, she did not want to be in a car at night, right? Uh, it scared her. I have, uh, I was in a very serious motor vehicle accident on icy roads. Uh, matter of fact, about this time of, of the year in South Dakota, and um, I, when it's dark and icy, I don't. I kind of get a little sketchy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and now, because of experiences that I've had, I bring this up to say, if you're finding yourself addicted to fear because of what you've gone through, right? There, you you do need to get some tools and resources to 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 break free from that. You, there's a couple things I wanted to, to talk about though. As we get to this new year, um, and 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 hear this from me first. Yes, I'm a doctor. Yes, I talk about health and healing, but I am the first person to tell you. That do not let your health be an idol, okay. And what I mean by that is, we all know people—they're so they spend so much time, you know, making sure they got a six-pack or their weight is a certain level. This is not what I, I, I've always liked the word stewardship, right? And there's a lot of definitions of it, but it's it's just an awareness, like you said today, Mike. It's you know we kind of got these extremes on both ends. You know, um, and and I'm talking about being aware, understanding these things that do uh, lead to my health. But I don't want anybody listening to this to let their health become an idol. Now, there might be some of you that actually need to make it a priority for a season. That, I will tell you, is completely mm-hmm. appropriate, right? You've got to lose some weight. You've got to get rid of some habits. You've got to get some new ones. Yeah, there can be seasons, and that's appropriate and that's important. The reason that most of us fail at these, Mike, is um, and I, the numbers are generally. You've all probably heard these. You know, when I think gym memberships they sell like ten times the amount of memberships that their gym can hold because they know that by I think it's <clears throat> February, eighty percent of the people have quit. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, and then that number changes, but it's somewhere in that ballpark. The reason most people fail is because they lack the accountability. Okay. Um, if you, if, 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 if the number, so the two most successful, uh, this is fascinating to me, Mike. The two most successful groups um, long term on helping people with, with one with addiction has been AA. Okay. And the other group is uh, that's been the most successful ever. Across the board, the only long-term weight loss program that's ever been shown to work is Weight Watchers, okay? Now, those two groups have something very unique, and everybody listening to this is probably already thinking about them. It's the accountability. Mm -hmm. If you have any experience with AA or you know anybody that's been through it or you've been through it yourself, it's all a volunteer-based organization. They go to essentially daily meetings, many of them. Um, You have an accountability partner, a mentor, right, a sponsor that you are committed to Um, you become that oftentimes as you make it through progress, they have the best rates of recovery and long-term recovery out of any of the programs, the millions of dollar programs that you could spend. And the other thing with Weight Watchers, Mike, if if, if anybody's ever done it or been through it, you meet once a week and you get on a scale.
1: Yeah, you weigh in. That's right. You
0: weigh in and it's, you know, you know, you're going to face the, you know, the gal at the the church or wherever the meetings at, and you're going to stand on the scale and they're going to write down that number. So as you look forward to this next year, I want to encourage you to find a way to create some accountability out of the changes you're desiring to make. Again, this isn't punitive. I'm not talking about, you know, you don't have to have a, you know, exercise police or put a lock on your fridge. I mean, find of somebody that is going wants to get on board with you. It could be a spouse, it could be a friend, it could be a group, it could be a paid trainer. It doesn't really matter what your lifestyle would afford for you to do. Um, our program that we'll be launching, you'll hear more on that episode on Saturday, AW365, uh, that'll be led by a, a professional, high-level uh, exercise physiologist, a good friend of mine, um, and that'll be—he's going to be offering you accountability. So you say, I don't have anybody in my life that can do that. Well, there's programs out there like ours and many others that can help you. But that's the reason for the failure, Mike. It's not willpower. It's not, um, oh, it was too hard. It's, it's really that we didn't get accountability. So find that in your life and, and that's a great, a great start.
1: It really is. You know, I think about a story. It was uh, kind of a, a joke, but more of a a metaphor than anything about the farmer who set out one morning to fix his gate. And as he went to fix his gate... He saw something in his garage that he had intended on putting away. So he put that away. And when he got to the destination to put it away, he saw a broken hinge on the door there. And he thought, well, I'm going to have to take care of that. Uh, This follows through all day long. And at the end of the day, he realizes that he never got done the, the one task that he had set out for himself. So this is a common thing. This is what we often do. We get distracted. That accountability that you're describing, you know, it's not intended to be like you said the police or it's not intended to be legalism, but we all tend to get distracted and along with that distraction, we can forget that God designed us in such a way that our bodies are fear they're fearfully and wonderfully made, the scripture says. And they do heal themselves if we give them that opportunity. And, and so that's the role that uh, I, I'm excited to learn more as your show goes on. It's really going to be helpful. It's uh, just perfect for our Shepherd audience. We're so glad to have you.
0: Well, you know, thank you so much. And, and you know, as we wind down, I would, I'll leave this last little fascinating thought. And that is this, like in all of mankind, of all of human existence, uh, we've never been able to create one single cell that's right okay we, we can manipulate them we can you know whatever clone them I don't know but we don't we can't create them. Now in the hour that you've listened to this show, the power that God put inside of your body, your body has literally created millions of cells. That to me exposes the power and the, the opportunity that we have, in the bodies that God has designed, again, in his likeness and image. And so all we are encouraging, all I am encouraging you, is to be knowledgeable about that wisdom, to operate from that perspective. And when we do that, oh, my goodness, so many good things begin to happen. So it's an honor to be on The Shepherd, honor to be on your show, Mike. and uh, and to be with your listeners today.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Ben Rawl, and that program again, Designed to Heal this coming Saturday at 11.05. Can't wait for it. It's great to chat with you again, friend. And you have a safe trip back from South Dakota. And uh, we'll have to have you up in the studio next month. And we'll talk again. Dr. Ben Rawl, my guest today. Friends, thank you for joining us. Have a safe day. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.